Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com. Here with another great call for you this week. Pretty cool one. We got some advanced bodyweight workouts coming your way. The Crazy 8 Bodyweight Circuit, which is kind of getting a life of its own on the internet. A lot of people trying that one out and thinking it's pretty fun. So we're going to go over it. Uh, some cool transformation tips. Um, interesting research study on women and weight loss. What else we got here? We're going to cover some snacking stuff, but it's really going to be a lot of exercise stuff in terms of this new body, not not a new bodyweight workout, one we haven't talked about on here, but it's from July of 2007. So again, welcome to the call. I was just sharing this tip the other week with a friend about goal setting, and, and writing down your goals is the key. you got to put those down in writing, carry the biggest ones around with you in your pocket to remind you of the right path all the time. I actually do this. I just started the other week. Got this little laminated card from a friend who's a follower of this guy, Bob Proctor. And uh, Bob Proctor is this old dude who was in that movie, The Secret. <laughs> Any Bob Proctor fans are going to love the fact I just called him an old dude. But he is. He's a pretty old dude. Uh, I guess he lives in Toronto. But anyways, he was at a seminar and he showed uh, showed this guy that he's been carrying around goals in his pocket for like 40 years or something. So my friend was pretty impressed. He shared that with me. I said, hey, if that guy's doing it, let's give it a try. And so, you know, I've been carrying him around in my pants. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll stick my hand in there, realize what the goal is in there, and, and pull it out, look at the card. It's got uh, goals on both sides there. And so, you know what, you don't have to do that, but, hey, it might be the best thing for you. Other than that, write down your goals. Keep them in front of your face. Review them frequently. Uh, put your workouts down on paper so you know what to do when you go to the gym. Don't be one of those people who goes in there and struts around like a chicken with their head cut off, not sure what to do. If you go there with no plan, you're going to leave there without getting results. So make sure you've got a structured, professionally designed workout. Obviously, that is a plug for my stuff, but I mean, I really believe that clearly you're going to get the best results from the turbulence training workouts, but regardless of whose workouts you're using, make sure they're down on paper so when you go. And then write down everything you eat. Relying on your memory is going to fail you. So you need to make sure that you write down everything you eat over the course of the day. This is if you're getting started in nutrition. If you're doing well and, and you know a lot about nutrition, you certainly don't have to do this forever. But if you're getting into it and you need a, like an advanced crash course in education on nutrition, just write everything that you eat down that you eat for the next seven days, and you're going to find a lot of interesting information about times that you ate more calories than you thought you did about, you know, times when you're weak and you end up eating bad snacks. That information is really going to help you over the course of your transformation. So do that stuff and review that information as frequently as you can to keep you on track, all right? Very important stuff there. I really want you to just add that little habit into your life and it will make things a whole lot easier, my friend. All right, so this week was a big week here. I released the TT Adrenaline Program. It's got an amazing circuit challenge. When you try it, you are just going to either hate me, well, you're going to hate me, and then you're either going to love it or you're you're just going to be, like, blown away by how tough it was. You're going to love it, and you're going to hate me. That's bottom line. But I want you to try it out. I want you to do the scoring that comes along with the circuit challenge so that we can compare our results against one another and, most importantly, compare our results against ourselves now and four weeks when we do it again uh, for the fourth time. We're going to do it every week. So you're going to love that workout, I promise. You may or may not like me after it and during it. 
All right, and then the final thing I want to say, the final link I want to share before we get into the transformation tip of the week is I want you to make sure you get over to facebook.com forward slash ttfatloss and friend me on Facebook because I'm running out of room for friends. i got about 4,700, and they cap you off at five grand. So I only have about 300 spots. We added another 100 or so today. So I just want to make sure you get over there and uh, add that, as well as the Turbulent Strength fan page. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash Turbulent Strength fan page, you'll also get even more workout updates there. So you get more motivation on my personal page, and you get more workout stuff on the fan page. That's the way it is right now. We'll probably move the motivation over to the fan page once we top out of 5,000. All right, so Monday, February 1st, transformation tip of the week. And it comes from my friend, well, he's not really my friend. I've only met him once. Uh, this guy, Frank McKinney, whose book, Make It Big, was a pretty good book. Uh, really, it's about you know how he's built this crazy real estate uh, speculation business where he, he builds these $10 million, $50 million homes in Florida without a buyer. So, I mean, it's really a big risk on his part. And so the book's all about that. It's a little bit of real estate, uh, but it's not necessarily a real estate book as much as it is a mindset book. And he has 49 principles in there, and I review one of them every day. And one of them really uh, struck me this week that I wanted to share with you, and it's his quote here, to live an extraordinary life, you must resist an ordinary approach. And we're going to apply that to fat loss. I mean, certainly you can apply that to so many aspects of your life. But in terms of applying it to fat loss, this simply means not doing the same as everyone else. Don't do the same thing that everyone else is doing because clearly everyone else is not getting the results that they want to get. So... Take a look what everyone's doing. You know, they're bringing in donuts, they're eating fast food, they're going to bed late and getting up late the next morning so they don't have time to prepare their meals. You have to go the opposite direction. That's ordinary behavior. You can't succeed with ordinary behavior. And you just take a look at the average person out there. You would not call them a success. And so you do not want to have average behavior. You need to be much better. So instead, you need to plan, shop, and prepare for your meals and stick to a workout schedule. You need to be consistent with all that information there. And that's how you're going to achieve extraordinary results. And one more thing here, if you really want advanced results, you have to understand that you're going to have to take advanced measures. You're going to have to do things that are even more extraordinary, even more beyond the ordinary and average, if you want to get the advanced, super advanced, single body, uh, digit body fat results. So... Just understand that the results you desire are going to be correlated with the effort you're going to have to put in there. And you're not going to get single-digit body fat from, you know, not planning ahead. Okay? So it's very important to understand that. All right. With all that, uh, you know, preaching there, we're going to move on into a workout. And, you know, some of this stuff is going to seem pretty advanced, but I'm going to try and share with you some alternatives if you're not at, at the advanced level here. But this program is from way back in July 2007 when I was kind of into doing one-arm push-ups. And uh, this is what I call the actually the advanced turbulent training bodyweight workout, the ultimate advanced bodyweight workout. And, I mean, you can measure advanced in a whole bunch of different ways, but the way I was looking at this program was advanced in terms of strength. Like, how could I you know, come up with the most difficult strength workout with bodyweight exercises. And again, when I say that, I don't mean like high repetitions. I mean, we can have all types of advanced workouts that way. But here we're talking about 
you know, what's the exercise that's going to, you know, give me the most strength? And so we're talking about one-arm push-ups and one-leg squats and that type of stuff. So in the first superset of Workout A, we paired one-arm push-ups or assisted one-arm push-ups. There's different versions in the manual about how to do assisted one-arm push-ups. And we paired that with a one-leg deadlift. But we did it in an interesting way. So what you're going to do is you're going to do the, uh, you're going to start with your weak arm first in the one-arm push-up, and then you'll do as many reps as you're supposed to, and then you're going to do a 15-second rest and move over to your strong arm, and then you'll move on immediately to uh, the one-leg deadlift. Now, here's how it goes. In the first set, and you're going to do five sets here. In the first set, you just do one single-arm push-up or one assisted single-arm push-up for each arm, and then you go and do eight one-leg deadlifts for both sides, for both legs. And the reason we start with one push-up there is because even though we've done a warm-up that goes along with this workout, the one-arm push-up is a very intense contraction on your muscles. So we don't want to try and do a whole bunch of repetitions at the start. We want to almost use that as a warm-up set. So in set two, you're going to do two reps per arm for the push-ups and then eight reps for the deadlift. And then in set three, you're going to do three reps per arm for the push-ups, eight reps for the deadlift. In set four, you're going to drop down to two reps for the push-ups and eight reps for the deadlift, and then set five, you're going to go back down to one. So we do that little pyramid scheme there. And, again, this is this is for somebody who's pretty strong, can do, you know, 50-plus push-ups, um, doesn't have a lot of body fat because, you know, trying to do a single-arm push-up with a lot of body fat is going to be next to impossible. But, uh, you know, it's not for somebody who can already do, like, you know, 10 single-arm push-ups. Not There's a lot of those people listening. But uh, this is kind of like to help you do your first single-arm push-up. And so you would be using the assisted versions there if you you know to get up to the three reps and, and whatever but you should be able to be to do a few one-arm push-ups by you know four weeks if you're able to do 50 push-ups now now for people that you know i may as well be speaking greek to them right now about one-arm push-ups simply put in your hardest push-up so if you can do decline push-ups for 10 reps that's what i want you to do okay now if you can only do regular push-ups for three to five reps that's what i want you to do Okay, so after we've done superset one, we're going to move into backpack pull-ups paired with stability ball leg curl. And now a backpack pull-up is simply a weighted pull-up. And, uh, you know, just for this manual, I, you know, had put on a, a backpack and put some weight in there. You could put in chains or sandbag or whatever. Um, this is in case you don't have a, a weight belt, you can wrap weight around there. And again, I'm probably talking Greek to most people here about weighted pull-ups. You know, most people are struggling with pull-ups. Um, so you can do inverted rows or dumbbell rows if you don't have access to the bar. And then you're going to pair that with stability ball leg curl, and you can do 20 reps of that. So eight pull-ups and then 20 leg curls, and you're going to go through that superset three times. Now into superset three, we're going to do a close grip pike push-up. That's where you put your feet on the bench, and you pike your hips up in the air as high as, high as possible so that you make your upper body vertical. So it's you know, it's like a step in between decline push-ups and handstand push-ups. Uh, we're really focusing on the deltoids there, the shoulders, that is, uh, and the triceps in this push-up version. And then you're going to pair that with underhand bodyweight rows. So you're going to really work your triceps and shoulders, and then the next exercise, you're really going to work your upper back and your lats and your biceps. And then into superset four, we're going to do stability ball pikes. So your hands are going to be on the ground and your feet are going to be on the ball, your shins are going to be on the ball, so you're in that push-up type position. But then you're going to roll that ball in while piking your hips up way in the air, very strong contraction for the abdominals, 
you're going to be limited by your hamstring flexibility. So I was actually filming this the other night because it's in the, um, I think it's in the adrenaline workout or the trans TT transformation workout. And I was filming it the other night, and it, it felt like I was doing a really, you know, high pike, and it looked like I, felt like I was in a V position. But, you know, if you watch it on video, it's not going to look as impressive as it felt to me because my hamstrings are limiting the movement. So that's going to be the limit there. You can do as many reps as you can with good form, and, um, and then you're going to do Spider-Man push-ups. And you know what? I just realized something, that uh, I just explained the wrong pike. Now, that's obviously one way to do the pike, but the pike that is actually in the program is when you're hanging from the chin-up bar and you bring your feet up to the bar. Now, again, most people are not going to be able to do that, but this is the super advanced, ultimate, mega-tron advanced bodyweight workout here. And so that's why we're doing all these crazy exercises. So the pike that I meant to describe, again, you're holding on to the, the pull-up bar with an underhand grip, or probably the best grip is when you have uh, those bars that go out into the neutral grip from the pull-up bar. And you're holding on there, slide down your elbows, and you can track your abs, and you do a hanging leg raise, basically, but you actually take your feet all the way up to the bar. Now, the first time I, I tried this, I wasn't able to do it. Um, and, and then eventually I just worked up to being able to do eight of them. So, again, if you're over, overweight, have the body fat problem right now, you're not going to be able to do that. You could do stability ball jackknife. You could do stability ball plank. Or if you're semi-advanced, you could do the stability ball pike. And then you can maybe work up to do the hang knee-ups, then hang leg raise, and then finally up to the hang leg pike there. So that's what I meant to describe. And then you're going to pair that with Spider-Man push-ups, 12 reps per side. If you can't do the Spider-Man push-ups, no worries. You're going to go maybe do close grip push-up or elevated push-up where you have one hand elevated. So a lot of people may have just thought, you know, that workout sounds completely crazy. But again, we were going for the most advanced strength exercises. And some people are just going to be like, yeah, I want to try that workout right now because I want to really push myself with bodyweight exercises only. So I hope, I hope uh, you know, at the very least you got some ideas out of that and I hope that a lot of people got pretty interested about doing that workout. Okay, so into Tuesday, we're going to have 30 minutes of fun activity. Now, this advanced bodyweight workout program is actually a five-day-per-week program. So you could train Monday to Friday. I'm going to save this, the um, off-day workout here and explain it on Saturday because we're going to talk about our research review right now. And so this week's research review is about – Two weird things that women must do for weight loss. And, and I wrote that down, but I guess they're not weird things. They're really pretty standard things. Um, but it's scientifically studied here, so I guess that's the weird thing about it is, is that the research proves what everybody kind of knows here. So Harvard Medical School did this study. They studied almost 5,000 women. So they were young women, but they were 4,456 women. For years, they studied them for years regarding them, their weight control behaviors, and mostly were focusing on their diet approaches and their physical activity approaches. So four years of study, and all the women in the study on average, so the average of these 5,000 women, they gained 3.3 kilograms. So they gained almost seven pounds in four years was the average weight gain here of these young women, again, remember that. And what they found was there were two things that helped them gain less weight. One of them was exercising five days per week. Now, what they 
describe as exercise in there is simply staying active. Um, so again, you know, in turbulence training, that's not a contradiction to what we do because we want our three workouts at a minimum and then, you know, staying active on our off days. And we want to be active every day of the week. So they found that exercising five days per week was, you know, one of the most important things for helping women gain the least weight, okay? So the women who gained the least weight were exercising every day during the week. And then the other thing was limiting portion sizes. So you're probably thinking, wow, those are like, you know, that's real rocket science there, Craig. Well, I know it's not. But it's interesting to see research showing that, you know, for women, these are probably two of the most important things, staying active all the time, shouldn't have to tell you that, and limiting portion sizes, which is very difficult in uh, today's environment because of the portion sizes that we're given when we buy things and when we go to restaurants and, you know, just that we're, you know, we're used to, uh, especially here in North America. So, you know, one tip that I see often, and I think it's actually proven by research, is to use smaller plates. And, uh, you know, it's research proven that if you put food on a bigger plate, you know, if, I think the study was you could eat as much as you want, and they served you food either on a big plate or on a small plate. And the research showed that the people who got food on the small plate, or when the people were in that condition, they ate less. And so that means if you're going to parties, if you're going to uh, buffets, to use a small plate if possible, and also when you're eating at home to use a small plate, you know, get rid of the giant plates that you might have or, you know, don't use them very frequently and simply use smaller plates and smaller bowls. So controlling the portion sizes combined with exercising frequently, you know, those are the necessary strategies for long-term weight control. And I wish there was something sexy. I wish there was a pill I could give you, but there certainly isn't. And those two tips along with, you know, having fun with your workouts and your off-day activities are what is going to get you great results. But, of course, as a turbulence training listener and reader, you know that, and uh, that's just a little science there to back it up. All right, so let's move into another cool workout. Wednesday, we're going to, you know, for training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to do workout B. And the first exercise is a single leg squat. So it could be a single leg squat where you're sitting back onto a bench and then you're popping back up, or it could be the pistol squat if you're super advanced going all the way down to the floor. So you're going to start with your weak leg first and do two reps and then rest 15 seconds, and then do two reps for the other side. Then you're going to move on to decline push-ups and do 20 reps. If you can't do either of those and you want to stick to this workout schedule, you can certainly substitute easier exercises, so any single leg exercise and any push-up. But if you're sticking to this one, after you've done the first set, in the second round you're going to do four reps of the single leg squat and then 20 push-ups. In set three... You're just going to do six reps of the single leg squat. Then you're going to take a rest. You're not going to do any push-ups. In set four, you're going to do eight reps of the single leg squat or single leg squat on the bench and the 20 push-ups. In set five, you're going to do four reps of the single leg squat and 20 reps of the push-ups. And then in set six, you're just going to do two reps per side of the single leg squat and no push-ups. Then in superset number two, we're going to do a partner-assisted glute ham raise and there's actually going to be a video on the website, or you can go to my YouTube channel and look up the glute ham raise video with the partner assisted. It's a very intense contraction for your hamstring, and then, but you can't do it on your own. And then if you can't do that, you're going to do a one-leg Romanian deadlift. 
and you're going to pair that with a one-arm inverted row, which is a really, really tough exercise to do. So if you can't do that, you can just do regular inverted rows with your feet up on the ball. In the third superset, you're going to do Bulgarian split squats, and you're going to pair that with a stability ball rollout. And then in the fourth superset, you're going to do a one-leg stability ball leg curl, and you're going to pair that with a stability ball plank. And that's it for the workout. Now, you'll notice that there is no interval training in these workouts. That's because we have the, um, we're going to actually do interval training on the next day before workout C. Okay, so we're going to do, this program is written where you do workout A on Monday, on, on B, on Tuesday, sorry, you do the crazy A bodyweight circuit, which we're going to talk about on, on later. Then on Wednesday, you do workout C. Then on Thursday, you do an interval training circuit, and then on Friday, you do workout C. I think, I hope I didn't screw that up. Workout B on Wednesday, interval training on Thursday, workout C on Friday. Okay, so let's move into Thursday. 30 minutes of fun activity or the interval training circuit, which we're going to talk about in a second. And I also want you to take a few minutes on Thursday or Friday and plan out your weekend of activity and your meals, okay? So get a plan ahead of time to know, you know, when you wake up on Saturday, Here's what you're going to have for breakfast. Are you going to go out for brunch? If so, then, you know, are you, going to, what, are you going to work out before? Are you going to do any activity before? What are you going to do? Make sure that you're planned so you don't, you know, you're not scrambling and eating poorly from the start and grabbing stuff on the go. Because so many times I hear from people, this is probably the number one downfall for nutrition, is the weekend ruins everything. So plan it on Thursday and Friday. Plan your weekend. And so that you don't start bad and you don't go downhill, so you actually stick to, to your program, which will include, of course, the rewards. And then I want you to spend another 10 minutes planning out next week, identifying any obstacles that might get in your way of eating properly and exercising, and write down two solutions for every obstacle. So if you have a flight from, you know, Philadelphia to New York for a meeting, that's at 9 o'clock, and that means you have to be at the airport by 7.30, then, you know, you either do your workout, your Wednesday workout on Tuesday night, or you do it really early Wednesday, or you do it when you get to the hotel. So make sure that you plan ahead. And that's going to save you a lot of stress. Okay, so the interval training circuit that goes along with this program to be done on Thursday goes like this. You're going to do your warm-up, of course. Then you're going to do an interval of 60 seconds at an 8 out of 10 intensity level. And then without rest, you're going to go from that interval and do 20 push-ups, and then rest a minute, and then you're going to move on to this next interval, which is, again, 60 seconds at 8 out of 10 intensity level, and then you're going to drop down, and without rest, you're going to do a side plank of 30 seconds per side, and then you're going to move on to interval 3, again, 60 seconds, 8 out of 10 intensity level, and then without rest, you're going to go and do 20 bodyweight squats. Then you're going to rest a minute and repeat that little circuit one more time for your interval training workout. All right, so that, that will be fun. That's a good way of doing things to make those exercises harder. And also with the side plank, make sure you're breathing properly, breathing normal, maintaining proper form. It's going to be very good for your abdominal control. All right, and then Friday we're into workout C. And it's one-arm chin-up day, so this is going to be very difficult, obviously impossible for 99.9% .9 of the people listening to this call. So here's how it's going to work. When you do your one-arm chin-up, you're going to have your other hand helping you but I want you to use as few fingers as possible. So if I'm doing my one-arm chin-up and focusing on my right side, I'm just going to have my other hand on the bar for a bit of balance and support because really the hardest part of the chin-up 
you know, that is that starting motion and controlling the body. It, it wants to twist. So you're going to have, you know, start with four fingers and do your rep and then try and get down to, you know, one or two fingers with support for that, for the left hand as you do your right arm chin up. So you start with your weak arm first, do one rep, rest 15 seconds, move over to the other side, and then without rest, you move into a split squat with front foot elevated uh, for 12 reps. Then in set two, you're going to do two reps per arm for the, the chin-up, 12 reps for the split squat. In set three, you're going to do three reps per arm, but split, but skip the split squat. In set four, four reps per arm, skipping, or then you do the split squat for 12 reps. In set five, you do three reps per arm, but skip the split squats. In set six, you're back down to two reps per arm, and you do the split squats for 12 reps. And then in set seven, a lot of, you know, of these chin-ups, a lot of sets anyways, but it's not really a lot of reps, but you're going to do one rep per arm and you're going to skip the split squats. So you actually do four sets of split squats and you do seven sets of the chin-ups, but in total you only do, you only do like 16 of these uh, assisted one-arm chin-ups. Okay, so into the second superset you're going to do push-ups with your hands on the ball, those work the triceps a little more, and stability ball one-leg jackknife, which is a tough abdominal exercise. Then you can do inverted bodyweight row with feet on the ball paired with jump squat and mountain climber with hands on the ball. So that's a, a tricep there to finish off. And that's it. So you're really just focusing on strength. You could do the interval training after this workout if you wanted to instead of doing it on Thursday if you want to have a minimum number of workouts. Okay, into social support Saturday, we're going to focus on more challenges this year so that we get that competition aspect going within ourselves and, and even against others for people that like to compete against one another. And I'm really going to have an entire program dedicated to this, you know, mental challenge and competition with ourselves coming out later this year. It's going to be called TT Addiction, which is really going to be focused on getting you addicted to that uh, type of workout. But for this week, I want to talk about the advanced TT bodyweight program from July 2007 and this workout in it called the Crazy 8 Circuit. So what you're going to do, there's eight exercises grouped into four, four exercises, so two groups of four. You're going to do exercises one to four without rest, then you're going to rest a minute, and then you do exercises five to eight without rest, and then you're going to rest a minute and you repeat that sequence two more times for a total of three rounds of the Crazy 8 Bodyweight Circuit. So you start off first with push, or sorry, burpees for 10 reps and push-ups for 30, bodyweight squats for 30, and mountain climbers for 15 per side. Then you rest one minute. Then you move on into jumping jacks for 100 reps total. Then you alternate forward lunges for 15 reps. Then 15 reps of bodyweight rows, and finish off with 20 reps of close grip push-ups. Then you rest a minute, and you repeat that sequence two more times. And that's it. So, you know, do that with a partner. Do that with a friend. You guys can do that right side-by-side. You know, one person start maybe a little ahead of another. If you only have one uh, bodyweight row apparatus, if you have two, you know what, go head to head. And then finally, Sunday. This is a good call, long call here, lots of stuff to talk about. You do your 30 minutes of fun activity, low intensity because it's a real tough program here. And then plan, shop, and prepare. And uh, here's a tip from my friend Rob Poulos from FatBurningFurnace.com. And he says, keep your healthiest foods at eye level whether in your cupboard or your fridge, because what you see first is typically what you're going to eat, especially at snack time. Don't hide those fruit and vegetables in a drawer. Keep them in front of your face where they will be saying, eat me. And that's actually true, because in, in Men's Health last year, 
they quoted a study that shows you'll eat more fruits and vegetables if they are at the, on the mid-shelf when you open the fridge. So you open the fridge, you bend down, the mid-shelf is where all the good food should be, not where the junk should be. And me personally, you know, whenever I go shopping, get groceries, you know, get the fresh fruits and vegetables, I chop up the vegetables, put them right there on the, the main level there in the fridge, and I use, I have a late afternoon snack every day of vegetables and hummus or fruit and raw nuts. And that's the type of stuff that, you know, when you're hungry but it's an hour before dinner, that's the type of food to have. Okay, not reaching into the cookie jar. So that's it for this week, everyone. Uh, covered a lot of cool stuff there. I hope that really helps you out. I hope you get excited about bodyweight exercises and circuits and challenges and all that type of stuff. Make sure you visit me at facebook.com forward slash ttfatloss so we can hang out there. And next week, we're going to have the turbulence training workout from August of 2007, which is the Dumbbell Kettlebell Bodyweight Fusion Program. We're going to go over some cheat meal rules because it's going to be the uh, Super Bowl edition of the call next week. And our weekly research review is going to be about the deadly diet. So everyone, I hope to uh, speak with you next week. This is Craig Valentine from ttfatloss.com. Hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.